This podcast isn't a total waste of your time. Yeah, there we were... will be some accurate predictions. It's prediction time. Yes. Put on your. What's your prediction hat look like? Probably a old baseball cap that's sweat stained and nasty. That's kind mine's, of a move. <laughs> mine's a bright red with a feather in it. <laughs> feather, feather in your cap? I actually do have that hat. So what do you think? Oh, are you going over 3,500 passing yards? I'm going over, baby. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome into the lounge. The season is finally upon us. The regular season, that is. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like every single week, it's like, all right, here's this, or hey, this is a week away, or two yep. weeks away. Now, it's actually here. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before, but obviously there's been a lot of conversation this entire offseason about you know, whether the season happens and if we're going to get to this point. And there's nervousness of, around that for us, for teams, for leagues, for fans, everyone. But, uh, you know, everything is everything's a go for Sunday. So it's been uh, it's been a unique training camp, unique offseason, all that. But when we get to Sunday, it's going to feel like football. And, like, even just watching college football – uh, over the past you know few days like seeing turn on the tv seeing football it's exciting and uh, i think there's going to be it's it's going to be it's going to be awesome to have the nfl back in the forefront of the conversation around the national sports scene and i think this weekend is going to be a ton of fun yeah for sure i can't wait cleveland browns get ready mm-hmm. get ready because i know this team is chomping at the bit uh, to, to play somebody else, as I'm sure everybody is. Yep. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what, this, the Ravens, from everything I've seen and heard and everything, they are they are ready to hit somebody else and get this season going after what was a disappointing finish to last year. Awesome season. Awesome season. Uh-huh. Disappointing finish. Mm-hmm. So ready ready to get this thing kicked off. And with so, that said, yes, this is, we're going to kick it off too. This is one of my favorite podcasts of the year because yeah. uh, it's it's often one of those where we end up looking like fools in a few months. Well, that that happens often. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That doesn't really narrow it down. But <laughs> this is often a podcast where we end up looking like fools because this is where we put our predictions on paper. You know, everyone around this time is just talking kind of, I could see it. That's your move. Your typical move is to do, I could see it. He could do it. This could happen. And you just kind of throw out this possibilities for a million different things. This is where we actually put our flag in the ground and say, I think this is going to happen. So we're on a record. We go on the record in this podcast and we give you our full 2020 season predictions. And uh, it's always one of my favorite episodes of the year. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how we did last year. Because well, we, we ended always up looking do... back at that. We, we yeah, we always look that. back on it. We hold ourselves accountable around yep. here, and we go back and look at it. And I know there were some clunkers. I can, you know, as there always is. Yeah. Um. But we we get some things right too. You know, I don't want to break my uh, throw my shoulder out, pat myself on the back. But <laughs> we we tend to get a few things right. So you well, get so this podcast isn't a total waste of your time. Yeah, there we were... will be some accurate predictions. We were right on it on a number of things last year. Uh, there was a couple that we missed, but we were we were right on it for a lot last year. I think you had Lamar going over a thousand rushing yards. I remember it, but I under three thousand passing. Yeah, and I had yeah. the I had vice versa. I had him under a thousand, but over three thousand. Yeah, the other one that we nailed was uh, receptions, touchdowns, receiving yards, all for yeah. uh, Mark Andrews. Nailed that one. Yeah. Um, so. We're going to jump into some of these season predictions. Um, 
But before we do that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. Ravens fans, if you've been reading the scouting reports, you know that Ram Trucks are Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year. Ram 1500 is a top pick with an available Hemi V8 engine, e-torque hybrid technology, and a 12-inch touchscreen. Plus, it offers a truckload of available features. It's the same with the hardworking Ram 3500 Heavy Duty. For generous cash allowances and great lease offers, go to Ram.com and take advantage of all the great deals happening right now on a wide selection of Ram trucks. All right. Well, here we go, Garrett. It's prediction time. Yes. Put on your. What's your prediction hat look like? Probably a old baseball cap that's sweat stained and nasty. That's kind mine's, of a move. <laughs> mine's a bright red with a feather in it. <laughs> feather, feather in your cap. I actually do have that hat. <laughs> it's it's part of a costume, but I kind of do think I should put it on right now. To be honest. It's my prediction cat. Well, you know what? I, I could throw on. I could throw on my bucket hat, my training camp bucket hat. Oh, that's a terrible look. Oh, that's here we go. That's a terrible look for you. Every I'm all about camp, sun- Garrett wears a stupid, oversized bucket hat. You look like the biggest dweeb on the field. I'm all about. I'm all about sun prote- sun protection. So here we go. I got my bucket hat on for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Too bad this isn't on video. You can't see it. This really adds to it. Um, <laughs> all right. You do, do, do you want to jump into the the individuals, or do you want to talk big picture first? I think we should end with big picture. Okay, that works. Okay, all right. So let's start out with the receiving end of things. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Let's start out with the MVP. Yeah, let's start with the MVP. Sure. Okay. We just got done talking about it before. Lamar over under a thousand rushing yards. I'm going to go over again. I, I think okay. that I, I was I felt confident about that last year. Um, he. He broke the all-time. Obviously, we know the we know the stats. He broke the all-time NFL rushing record last year for a quarterback, and he basically missed two games. He didn't play the last game, and then the Ravens were so far ahead in so many games uh, that he spent the fourth quarter hanging out wearing Oakleys on the sideline. So yeah. I would expect him to once again pass a thousand yards. Just even let's just say he runs less this year. Uh, give him two more games. And there's still, you know, he ran for 1,200 yards last year. If he gets so two more games, and if it's a little bit less, he can still cross a thousand yards. Right. So I'm if going it's less over per game. He right, can still right. Get I'm going over. Many attempts. I'm going over as well. And I'll add to. I think you make good points. I'll add to it. I think that Lamar definitely has the ability to break some more long ones. You know, I mean, yeah. We saw. I saw definitely. I could count uh, several times where he looked like he was about to be gone and he stumbled or tripped over his own feet or something like that. I just think that Lamar's got some more long ones in him. Uh, so I'm going over as well on that. You're thinking like he's got a 75-yarder in his back pocket I waiting think, for uh, it. Yeah, he could. Yeah, I think he's going to rip off multiple 50-plus yarders. Well, the longest, you know, I don't know if it actually was the longest, but the most memorable long one last year was the one against the Bengals, well, the, the spin, spin run. Move. Right. The spin move. So that's long most... last year was 47. So I'm well, saying we're going to get at least two over 50. Well, you know, when we had him mic'd up for training camp, he said uh, to somebody during that practice, I'm going to break some break some long ones this year. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking about it, too. Exactly. That's what got me thinking about it. Right. All right. So we both have him over 1,000 rushing yards. How about passing yards? Mm-hmm. Last year, we set the over-under at 3,000. Okay. Um and I said under, you said over, he passed for 3,100. Um, so we're going to up the stakes this year. Yeah. Not 3,000. 
Now we're going 3,500 passing yards. I think that's a little more uh, because we would both say over 3,000 passing yards uh, this year. Yeah. So what do you think? Are you going over 3,500 passing yards? I'm going over, baby. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood. We want to talk about big plays. Hollywood's got a few more of those, more than a few, in Mm -hmm. his back pocket. So he's going to throw more of those. I think that he's gonna he's gonna have a better kind of uh, checkdown weapon in J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, I think, adds another dimension to the receiving game out of the backfield. That's gonna yep. help his numbers. And what you were talking about before, the dude spent a quarter of the season on the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> because the other a quarter three quarters the, he was quarter smoking. Of the season. He was smoking. That's people. a bit of. I mean, that's a bit of a quarter of the season is a bit of an exaggeration. Every but I, game I get he practically sat out the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. A sixth? A seventh? What was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, an eighth. Uh, an eighth, yeah. An eighth. You're right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, just, I think that he's going to take the next step and hit more of those deep passes. That's going to that's gonna escalate those numbers. I'm going over 3,500. Yeah, this is 3,500. I mean, that's a tough one. Um, that's a... That's a good over-under, I must say so myself. I said it, but that's a, that's a good over-under. I'm hearing a lot of Lamar hater talk coming from you right now. That's what it sounds like. It's about no, to come out your mouth. I I like I I I mean I love Hollywood. I know we're going to, you know, we're going to get into the passing game here in a second, uh the receiving game, I should say. Um so if it's 3500, that's basically, you know, that's averaging 218 yards a game. Can he average 218 passing yards a game? And and I think the answer is yes. I think that I don't think he will cross four thousand, but I think that he will go over thirty five hundred passing yards. Okay, all right, I like it. I, I think it's it's going to be close. Um, and again, I I do think he's going to play he's going to play more this year. Um, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over. Now here's just 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 so it doesn't look like we're totally guzzling the purple Kool Aid. I do think that Lamar will go under his 36 touchdowns from last year. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that that was pretty a pretty torrid streak that is going to be hard to replicate, leading the league in touchdown passes. I mean, he's tough in the red zone because you got to really watch him for running, and that opens up windows, I think, for him in the red zone. But I think 36 was a lot. That's going to be tough to replicate, so I'm going under that mark this year. I am. I'm going under that as well. We're agreeing on too much here early on, um, but I'm going to go under that. I also think that sometimes when you get into touchdowns, particularly red zone touchdowns, that can kind of be a coin flip. Like, does the guy do, does a running back go down at the one, and then the next play ends up being a passing play, or could that running back get in? Like, I, I think that some of those are a bit of a coin flip, and they all seem to go. Like, I don't know how many five plus touchdown games he's going to have. What do you throw against the Rams? Five. I think he uh, threw five, five against them and the Jets. And, and, and Miami, right? And Miami, right? Yeah, so, like, I don't know how many five touchdown games exactly. uh, Lamar's going to have this year. Um, so, I, I, I'm going to go under. I think that more like 30 yeah, is kind that's, of – I think that's a, the magic number. If he gets into the 30s, that's still awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I think 30 is a, a good good over-under. What, I mean, about, he, if, what about interceptions? Six last year. Right. Well, I think that probably you're looking a little higher. Um, I think that's probably. I think that's. Pro- I'm going to probably go over. 
Um, he was so the thing with Lamar last year is he was so incredibly efficient. He was efficient with scoring right. touchdowns. He was efficient with not turning the ball over. If you do pass more, which the Ravens have talked about, the law of averages says that you probably have more turnovers. You probably have more interceptions. Yeah. Uh, you're putting the ball in the air more. So I don't expect that number to skyrocket. Um, but let's just say he has, I don't know, 60 eight, more passing attempts this year. Right, 8 to 10 more. 8 to 10 right. picks. Not 8 yeah, to 10 more under, interceptions. I think it's under, right, I think it's under double digits. Um, but, yeah, he could get into that 8, 9 range on the interception front. All right, so now we, we build up our credibility a little bit here. Okay, it's not exactly. all over. We're being realistic with these season predictions. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention at the top that I have a surprise for you that I'm okay. going to reveal to you in this podcast. Is it regarding, is it like a gift? No, it's not a gift. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to wait till the end, and okay. I'll tell you the surprise. Okay. Okay. All right, next one. What do we the got? The next we got, one. Let's go. Receiving? Yep. Okay. Yep. Most receiving touchdowns. Garrett, who's got it? I'm going Mark Andrews again. I'm going Mark Andrews also. Dude's a monster in the red zone. Just a monster. He, he's a monster all over the field, but I think he's definitely a monster in the red zone. Yeah. I think, he, I think Mark, once again, leads the team in receiving touchdowns and receptions. I would agree with that. I think Hollywood takes receiving yards. Yeah. I'm, I agree on all of those. Um you know, Hollywood is an interesting one to me and one of the most interesting pieces on the team because there's so much buzz about him. Like the the, the he's not by any means a secret. Um there's like it almost feels to some degree that the expectations have gone too far <laughs> in the in the uh, arena of a huge year. Like He's he's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, he's healthier. Like everything seems to be pointing for a huge season. And yeah. it's not just like whenever you read the reports from the locals, if you go around the country and you read the local reports for just about every team, Green Bay, the Rams, the Colts, whatever. Everyone's great. Everyone looks great in training camp. Everyone's going to have a huge year. And so it's hard to like take you got to take right. everything with a grain of salt. Right, right. But with right. Hollywood, he's getting national buzz. Everyone is trying to get him in fantasy drafts. Um, there's been multiple articles written this offseason about how he's going to have a breakout year and how he was not really healthy last year and how we're going to get the full Hollywood Brown experience. And I agree with all of that. Um, but I'm just saying it. there is definitely going to be a, lot, a large spotlight and attention on him. So over under 1,000 receiving yards for him. I'm going over. I just, I just listened to your whole mumbo-jumbo there, and I ain't buying it. You're going over. All right. I'm going over a thousand. Because here's the thing, everybody knows about Tyreek Hill. Can they still? Can they slow him down? Are they as fast as Tyreek? Just Mm -hmm. because you know about him doesn't make you as fast as him. Right. Marquise is going to dust some people. There's at a certain point. There's not. There's no covering that speed. Right. Yeah. I mean, look. And and I think the Ravens. It's not like the Ravens like are barren at the rest of the spots, and they can just triple cover Hollywood and leave a guy over the top underneath everywhere. You know, I think that his game has evolved enough where they have to respect some of the underneath stuff, the shallow cross, all that stuff, or he's just going to eat, he's going to feast. And I think there's enough weapons in this offense that they can't just say, okay, it's all about Hollywood. We, they still got to stop Mark Andrews. They still got to handle this run game. And that safety's going to have his eyes in the backfield for this run game and Lamar taking off. Yep. They, they're going to have a couple eyes. There's going to be a few eyes on the MVP. Yep. So I'm just saying, I think I think 
Hollywood's going to dust some people this year, and I'm going over a thousand. And the other thing too that you, that neither of us mentioned is the fact that everyone on the Ravens, coaches, Lamar, Hollywood has talked about an area that they want to add to the equation is a deep passing game. Like that is a focus. They want to work on it this off season. They're looking for more opportunities. They're probably going to call more deep shots. Yep. So I'm going under. You're going <laughs> under. I'm going right. under. I like that. I like that. There's some. Uh, we are differing from each other a little bit here. Yeah, I think that he's in that uh, 800 to 1,000 yard mark. Uh, he was at 550 last year. Um, 1,000 so would be a that's big an jump. Incre- that's, a, that's a jump. I mean, that's an improvement. Uh, and if you get 900 receiving yards out of him and 800 receiving yards, 900 receiving yards out of uh, Mark Andrews, everyone's talking about Miles Boykin taking a big jump this year. Uh, he had 168 receiving yards, I think, last year. What if you get Boykin into that 500 receiving yard range? Um, so, and then the rookies, like, like I, I think, I do think that there's going to be Duvernay. We all like Snead is going to be Mr. Reliable. So, uh, I think that he's under a thousand, but I do think that it is, he, he has some games like he did against Miami last year. Like he's going to have a couple games where he just gets loose and all of a sudden he has two touchdowns and 175 receiving yards yeah. and six catches. Like there, there's, those games are going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of the, the thing with him. Where, you know, it's it's tough in fantasy because you don't know, you know, it's, it could be a little feast or famine. At least that's what it was last year. He just yeah. exploded and you're like, God, I didn't have him in my lineup this week, you know. Right. But but I do think his game has improved to the point where he will be more of a reliable every game. Like, you can count on him for five or six catches kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um and and I think that you know he showed me a lot in the playoff game last year, man. Oh, for he went sure. out there and and when the game was on the line, the Ravens needed somebody late, you know, to kind of step up. Um, and he he showed me a lot down yeah. that in that game. All right, so let's go to the rushing game. Who's going to have the most rushing yards on this team? I think it will be Mark Ingram. Interesting. Mark Ingram has more rushing yards on Lamar. Okay. Oh no 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 no. I'm sorry. I was thinking running backs. I'm thinking running okay. backs. Okay, Lamar okay. Lamar leads the team in rushing yards. Okay, but I think Ingram is the top running back in terms of rushing yards. Okay, I'm with you on both of those points. Uh, so is Ingram going over or under a thousand yards? He crossed it last year. He went over a thousand. I think he's just under. I think he's under this year. He 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 just edged over it last year. I think in the last game. Um, I think this year J.K. Dobbins uh, takes some yards yards away from him. I think. Mark Ingram is under a thousand. Now he 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 was just over last year, and when you say last game though, that was the last game against the Browns. He didn't play Correct. against the Steelers, right. so he Correct. also in that you know similar to Lamar spent a lot of time in the fourth quarter on the bench. Correct. Um, the thing that I, I I'm going to go under also. I just think that there is now there's the four headed monster, um, and J.K. Dobbins is going to cut into production for I think both him and Gus Edwards. Um, mm-hmm. J.K. is, you know, based on everything we've seen in camp, he's going to find his way onto the field. He's going to find his way onto the field in the in passing situations. He's going to find his way onto the field in running situations. The Ravens could get creative about how they use all these different running backs. I mean, if you remember, Greg Roman talked all the way back earlier this offseason. You get both, you get two running backs on the field at yep. a certain point. That could be fun. To, or Coach Harbaugh talked about that, I believe. Yeah. Um, could experiment with that. That would be fun. Um, so, like, the Ravens are going to find creative ways. I mean, Greg Roman's creative. 
There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think he does so well is he caters his play calling and his game planning around to the talent that he has. Like last year, three tight ends, best probably tight end group in the league. You have a ton of three tight end sets. Now the Ravens have one of the best running back groups in the league, one of the best backfields. They're going to find ways to get these guys involved. So um, I think that Ingram's production does come under. I think he's right around 900, um, 950. Yep. Um, so, so then that brings us to J.K., What's the over-under for him? I, I went ahead and said it at 700 I think rushing that's a yards. Good number. I think that J.K.'s under 700. Okay. I mean, I think J.K. could put up 1,200 if there were an injury. Uh, yeah. But obviously, I hope that's not the case. Um, but I think rookie year, he's under 700. But it ain't long until he's over 1,000. Yeah. I want to say over just to disagree with you. Um, do it. Do it. Come on, Mr. <laughs> Ohio State. Come on, Buckeye. Come I, on, so I'm Buckeye. Gonna I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over 700. I like it. All right. I'm going to go over 700 rushing yards. I hope you're right. Yeah. Now, if he if he's over, then Gus Edwards had over 700 last year. What does that mean for him? I think he's probably more. I think Gus is still going to be involved in this offense. In, I, think, in a, I, think, I think Gus is in the 300 to 400 range. Okay, I was going to go a little higher than that, um, four to five. You know, it'll be tough for me to. It's tough for me to see how. I think Gus still has a significant role. It's tough for me to see how Justice Hill um, is significantly involved. I I don't think it's crazy to think that Justice Hill could end up with more yards than Gus Edwards. I think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy because I think that J.K. I think that J.K. does. You think J.K. robs justice primarily? Yeah, I I think so. And I, I think, think that, I think they want some speed on the field. Yeah, no, Justice got he has he has the juice. He's got the speed, no question. He does. But I think that they used him, you know, in some passing situations last year, where I think J.K. can often slide into that uh, that role. I mean, he's looked good as a receiver out of the backfield in training camp, so how, he's going to find opportunities. How likely do you think it is that the Ravens could end up with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins both at 900 and Gus and Justice at 200 each? Right. And it just really, like, we talk about this four-headed monster all It's really season, two-headed. And it turns out to be a two-headed monster because they're just right. that good. That's a great question. I mean, I'm I'm not I mean, I'm not far off. I predicted under for Ingram and over un, under 1000 for Ingram and over 700 for JK. Well, so that's I'm, only because I made you predict over for JK. Let's be honest. So if you get that <laughs> prediction right, it's only because I goaded you into it. No, 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 no. <laughs> um so I'm right in that range. Um so I, I think that I think that that is definitely I think that that's definitely possible. The other thing too that I think is is could happen is I think that over the course of the season, I think early in the year, you could have some games where J.K. Dobbins, five carries, 16 yards, um, one catch, seven yards. You know, that's yeah. his that's his output. Yeah. And then I think that, like, he flashes and he gets more involved and more involved, and then all of a sudden it's week seven, week eight, and then he has a game where he's got 12 carries for 100 yards and, yeah. and six catches for 70. Yeah, yeah, I think that, like, that is possible. Like, as the season progresses – he could get more and more involved in this offense in this game plan. He's the Bernard Pierce of 2020. Right. Bernard Pierce of 2012. Our, that was our right. guy. Gosh, we <laughs> love Bernard Pierce. Love that I mean, guy in 2012. Yeah, I mean, like, late in that season, he was, he was, he, he was the best running back on that team. 
He was a, a stud. Yeah. Stud. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your take on Dobbins in fantasy football? I think that uh, I think that he's great in a keeper league. Yeah, I think he's getting a little overdrafted to be honest. And I I want him on my team like badly because I really like him. I think he's gonna be awesome, but he's getting a little overdrafted I think for this year. Yeah, because he's got a lot of people eating into that. Like, what's well, also like, you, if you're doing your fantasy league in Baltimore with Ravens fans? Oh gosh, he's going in like the third round or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you get the bump. You really want to be doing a fantasy league with you know I don't know New York Giants fans, and then you can steal J.K. in the seventh round. That's the value. But if all of a sudden he's going in the third round, that changes things. If you're in a keeper league though, and then you have a chance to get him, and then you're like, okay, well this guy could be a top five running back next year, right? Um, right. And you, you get, get him in the sixth fifth round, round or something. Yeah. Um, so that's here. One more question on JK over or under 25 receptions. 25. I, Hmm. I'm going to go over. Yeah. I think, I think when you look at it, you don't have a third tight end really right now. And mm-hmm. whoever, if the Ravens do end up adding a third tight end, I think they're primarily going to be for blocking. They're not going to be coming close. I don't think to Hayden Hurst's numbers. So where right. do the, where do Hayden Hurst's catches go? You know, I think Mark Andrews will be right around where he was last year. He could inc- he could increase that a, num- a little bit. Boyle could go up a little bit. I think Boykin's going to take some of that, certainly, and the other rookie wide receivers. And I think J.K. Dobbins is another prime candidate to, to take some of those passes that Hayden Hurst caught last year. That's a good way of looking at it. Um, I didn't really think about it from the Hayden Hurst perspective. Um you know the Ravens didn't throw the ball to their their running backs a ton. They did last year. They did not. Um, Gus, which, had which seven... is a little surprising because Lamar's so good at seeing the middle of the field, right? Like you give some option routes out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. I just think that Lamar is it really has he can really hit those with a lot of consistency. The thing is, Lamar is kind of the oppo Joe Flacco. Like Lamar's not in checkdown mode. Right. Lamar, Lamar's like, nah, I'm going. I'm going down the field. Right. And so, like, he just doesn't end up checking the ball down to his running backs a lot. Yeah. I'm going to go under 25 for J.K. Last year, Mark Ingram had 26, Gus Edwards had 8, and Justice Hill had 7. So, to go over 25 receptions for him would would really kind of break the trend of what we saw last year. Um, So, I'm going to go under 25 catches for him. Also, in part because I think it remains to be seen how quickly he gets involved in the offense. Like, I think he's it, going to be pretty involved early on. Is he getting low? Like, I would be shocked if on Sunday he has 10-plus carries and four-plus receptions. What, what, it, what if you're wrong and it was like, remember how Hollywood sat out almost all last year's training camp and then, and then smoked the Dolphins? Right. It's what if they come JK out show? and they're like, yeah, it's a JK show right off the bat. Hey, Cleveland, did you see this guy play in college? Right. He's right down the road from you. Right down the road. Did you see this guy? Well, here, we'll show him to you. He's pretty good. The difference, the difference there <laughs> is is that they the Ravens have a really good running back in Mark Ingram as a starter. Like there wasn't someone ahead of I know, of, but like how many opportunities do you get to surprise people? Maybe this is one. Fair, fair. Um all right, let's flip it over to the defense. Uh who leads the team in interceptions? Juice man. <laughs> Marcus Peters, Marcus Juice Man Peters, that's who. Yeah, I I think that 
how do you pick against a guy that has more interceptions than anyone in the NFL since he's entered? Right, and he's not going to lead this, his own team. Come on. Yeah, I love uh, I love the Joker. You know I love the Joker, and he said he's going to lead the team. You know I, I I can't agree with him on everything. Yeah. Didn't you say last week on the podcast that he was going to lead the I team? I was debating it. I was debating <laughs> it. Okay, you know me when we have guests on, I start riding high. I'm on the bandwagon because you know I like I just like these guys. All right, I like my guys, Garrett. Well, that's that's that? always your that's always your your move. You fall sucker to it all the time. You do the interview, and then you start <laughs> drinking the Kool Aid of whatever whatever the guy is selling, or you you like the guy, and all of a sudden you put him on the team. Are you, you do it all about the time. My boy Bronson Reichsteiner. It's exactly what you did. Yeah. Well, you know, Huntley you, played pretty well. He's yeah, on the team. Well, he made the practice squad, but you had him on the fifty-three. Well, I think he wasn't far off. Also, by the way. Um, you know, we didn't do our 53-man roster prediction last week. I actually did one. Uh, Mink was supposed to do one, but in typical fashion, he doesn't actually follow through on anything that he promises. <laughs> um, so we didn't have anything to compare to. I, I was got, almost... I, I got him. I nailed it. 53 for 53. Yeah, you went zero for 53. If you don't do one, that's a fa- it's a failing grade. You get a zero on that assignment. <laughs> um, I, was, I, I missed a couple. Um, but anyway. Um, so... All right, let's continue on defense. I'm with you. I think I think Peters leads the team. I think I'm going to go Marlon Humphrey second. I'm going to go Joker second. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. All right, sacks. We're going to both agree that it's it's Matthew Judon leads the team in sacks, right? Yeah, but I don't think Calais is going to be that far off. Okay. I think I think Judon's looking at around ten to twelve. I'll, I'll yep. could take the higher end of that. I'll go twelve. Um, and I think that Calais is going to be in the eight to ten. Yeah. So I'm with you on both of those. So let's say, so let's keep on rolling down the line. Who gets the third most sacks? Oh, I'm trying okay. to basically like Tyus Bowser. Yeah. Tyus I, Bowser's I, in the seven range. Yeah. You go. You're going over. You would go over if I set the over under at six for him. You're going over on that. I'll go over on that. I, I've said all along. Um, that I think Tyus Bowser is going to be a guy that plays well, puts up sack production, and then gets a good contract this offseason. Well, everybody think... everybody gets – yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think everybody gets bumped up by the arrival of Calais and Derek Wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's just more to deal with in that front seven now, and I, I think that raises everybody. I'll be really interested to see how the Ravens use the rotation of Tyus, um, Jalen Ferguson, Pernell McPhee. Like, um, McPhee, McPhee's good. Like, he played really well last year. But I think we all know, like, McPhee is is probably not going to play 60 snaps a game on defense. Like, he's, at this stage of his career, that's not what he's built to do. But is he the best guy outside, on on the opposite side of Judon? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Tyus is technically Judon's backup. Right. Right. I mean... Now that it doesn't have a lot of meaning because the Ravens' defense is very versatile, but theoretically, kind of, you, you Pernell and Jalen are sharing that role, and then Tyus yeah. comes in and passing downs, kind of. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm curious to see how they get these guys to the field and who gets what snap counts because I do think that Tyus is a guy I'd like to see get more snaps, but not at the expense of the franchise tag of the franchise player. Yep. So. um yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, and most tackles. 
I'm going with the rookie, Patrick Queen. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm I'm going with Queen as well. I think he's just going to gobble up a lot of them. I mean, yeah. he's in and the I position the to do it. He's got yeah. the talent to do it. Right. I mean, he's he he's checked every box. He's looked great. Uh, listed at the top play, you know, starter on the depth chart. He's going to go into the year, play a ton of snaps. I just think that he's similar to what it was in 2014 when C.J. Mosley arrived. Steps into the starting lineup, takes over the lead in tackles, plays every snap, really important player. Um, and the other thing, too, with the other linebacker spot, I think there's going to be a bit more of a rotation there. Uh, you've got LJ Fort. You have Malik Harrison. Chris Board could also work his way in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that you – and also then in passing downs, you could have Anthony Levine kind of in that spot as a rover um, if you go with a light package. So I think that there's not going to be as many snaps for that weak side spot. So I think that it's going to be Queen. Well, I think second second leading tackler is going to be Chuck Clark. Yeah, he I led the team in tackles last year with 73, and he wasn't a full-time starter the entire year. So Chuck Clark's going to push Queen for that leading tackle stat, I think. What what does Queen's line look like at the end of the year? Let's give him 90 tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably he'll probably have a forced fumble in there, and uh, I, I got like 90 tackles, a forced fumble. And an interception. How many sacks? Oh, um, two and a half. Wow, you're down. No, Queens, <laughs> Queens, Queens, ninety-five tackles, three sacks, two picks. You're just gonna go one, one over me on every category. Three forced fumbles. Okay. Booyah! Defensive rookie there. <laughs> Step right up. <laughs> Who do you think? I don't think the, it's. I, I think Queen could be the defense rookie of the year. By the way, I'm serious yeah. about that. Like playing, he's going to play on a top five defense. He's going to play on a team that wins a lot of games. He's going to start 16 games. You know, health barring health. Um, not going wood. Not going it again. Um, and he's he's going to be a stud. And he's got the attention on him already. He's got the preseason buzz. He definitely could be the guy. I agree with you on that. So uh, we're going to wrap this up with uh, some team predictions. But before we do that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This season, when you trade up to Ram Trucks, you're getting power, luxury, and technology like you never imagined. You don't become the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year for nothing. And with the Ram 1500, you can get a lot of everything. Rear legroom, a reconfigurable center console. It's all available now, plus you get a lot more storage. Or you could also trade up to the Ram 3500, and get 410 standard horsepower in a gas engine. For these great deals, and to find out more, go to ram.com today. All right, so now we go big picture. All right, we talked about some of the specifics, but now I want to take a big picture look. So, where do you think the offense ranks at the end of the season in terms of total yards? Second. Okay. Pains Behind the Chiefs, huh? How'd you know? Yeah. I, I, I think that, the, you know, the Ravens definitely had the benefit last year of, of taking the league by surprise. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Uh, teams, you know, now teams had their opponents in week 15 and 16, you know, and they knew what was coming by then, right? But I think it does matter a full offseason of teams breaking down this offense. And, you know, it's just, it's just hard. The NFL is a game where they evolve and adapt, and, and uh, they can catch up quick. Now, 
I think the Ravens and Greg Roman do an excellent job also of continuing to stay ahead of the game. Uh, and they will do that quite well. I just think that it's going to be hard to do it at the level where they end up number one again. Well, they were they, last year in terms of offense, they were they were second in yards per game. Well, so there you go. They yeah. were first in points. Yeah, correct. Um, and that kind of goes back to some of that efficiency thing I was talking about earlier. I would say that they are... I'll say third. I'll say third in offense. Okay. Okay. And then I will say behind the Chiefs and who else? It's kind of hard. I mean, it could be the Saints. You know, the Saints could put up a ton of yards. Um, I mean, the Bucks. The, the Bucks. The Bucks could put up. A, I mean, they could put up a ton of yards. Um, Bruce Arians is their offense coordinator, or as yeah. their as their head yeah. coach, and Tom yeah. Brady as their quarterback. Really good weapons. Like the Bucks could be right there. Um. Leonard yeah, I just now. think that I just think there's going to be some good options that can put up a, a bunch of yards, um, and then on defense, okay, I'm going first. Oh, I, I'm going, I'm going one too. Dang, nope. Nabbit, I was just preparing to say it. Number I beat one. you to it, so you're following my suit. I'm going number, number one. one. They were fourth last year, and they added Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf. They added Patrick Queen. They added a full year of of uh, juice man Marcus Peters. Yep. Um, so, full year Chuck Clark. Can you imagine if they also added Jadavion Clowney? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know that would have been crazy. That would have been insane. Um. But yeah, I think that I'm going to go first. I just think that this defense is incredibly good, and also the other piece of it is. So we have the Ravens as the top five offense, both of us, top right. three offense. They're not on so, the off. They're not on the field as often. Offense just turns up clock. Yep. Tick 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 tick. So they run. They run clock. They keep the opposing offense off the field. That's good for everybody, and I think that helps the defense. So I think the defense is the best in the league this year. I I 100% agree. I think you know really the two the the faults of the defense last year was didn't get a lot of sacks, 21st in the league, um, didn't get a ton of turnovers, and had some hiccups on run defense in, in a few games. Yeah. Run defense, check it off. Calais, Wolf, just K- Queen. We're going to see this Sunday against the Browns. That'll be the first test, but I expect the Ravens to pass that test. Not that the Browns are going to run for 70 yards in that game, but I think the Ravens will do a good job against that game, that rushing attack. Sacks. We already talked about Calais is going to help. I think Tyus is going to take the next step. I think Judon's going to get more than he did last year. And then what was the other? Turnovers. You got a full year Jews main. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think Chuck Clark helps. I think Deshaun. I think for as, as much as people have talked about Earl Thomas being a ball hawk over his career, I think Deshaun ends up with more picks than, than Earl had last year, which was two. Yep. Yeah, we're all – and so with all that said, what is the overall record prediction? Last year, best record in regular season history for the Ravens, 14-2. and 13-3. and three. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. Ah, 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 ah. So now you got to go over or under. Can't go 13-3. No, I, you, you took the same one for me on, on, on defense, first overall. I'm going the same record. I'm going 13-3. and three. Okay. Who are the losses to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the schedule right here. 
You're I just don't. I can see you. You know, here I, I don't know who the losses are to. Um, obviously, Kansas City is going to be a really difficult game. Houston's going to be a really difficult team game. Uh, Steelers are going to be tough. I, I, like I, that's I think the biggest change that could affect the Ravens' record negatively speaking this year is going to be the improvement of the division. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the Bengals are going to be a decent team this year. The Bengals are going to get five wins this year. Okay. They're going to um, get five. And I think that offense is actually going to be pretty good. Uh, I think the Browns are going to be a better team than they were last year. And I think the Steelers are going to obviously, with Ben back on the field, be a better team. So it's tough. It's tough. I think the Steelers are the biggest, the biggest uncertainty because I think they're going to be better. And if, like, they were, you know, that game last year in Pittsburgh was really a turning point of the season that the Ravens came out of there with the victory. Yep. Thank you, Marlon Humphrey, for the punch out. Exactly. But, like, the Steelers were a good team last year without Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, add, pretty remarkable. Add Ben to the mix, and, and they're looking at they're looking at once again being a playoff team and competing for the division. So, I the Steelers make me nervous. They are a scary team again this year. And you're always scared of the Steelers. You're always scared of the Steelers. Yeah, I had have you have you been paying attention for the past fifteen years since Ben Roethlisberger's been in the NFL? Nah. <laughs> like I said, they had that game last year with Duck Hodges um, throwing some ducks. Yeah, Duck Hodges and uh, Mason Rudolph as their starting quarterbacks, and they had that game if it weren't for that punch out from Marlon Humphrey. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to go thirteen and three. I think the Ravens are um, the have the best record in the AFC, and I think it's a uh, I mean, this isn't exactly a, a remarkable prediction, but I think it's Ravens-Chiefs in that AFC Championship when we get to see the Lamar Jackson-Patrick Mahomes showdown that we all, we're all expecting last year. We should have had it last year. I think we get it this year. We get all it. All right. I like it. I like it. These are all good predictions. If all these predictions come true, I'll be a happy man. Yes. Yes, for sure. So uh, we can't wait for the game on Sunday. Uh, I know that fans are excited too, and – um, we will be back next week to break it all whoa, down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, you're going to forget your surprise? Oh, what's my surprise? You almost forgot your surprise. What's my gift? Okay, I want to take you back in time, Garrett. The date is July 29th, and I reach out to you and ask you, what do you think of the idea of actually starting a fantasy football league with some lounge <laughs> listeners? Our international podcast listeners who wanted us to do this. Well, guess what? You turned me down, and you turned them down. You turned your back on our international <laughs> podcast, li- podcast listeners, and you said, nah, I'm just not really sold on it. Not enough people will be interested. Well, guess what, Garrett? I started it. Without really? You. I started it without you, and the draft is today, buddy. <laughs> you turned your back on our listeners. I will say this. One of the team names from my buddy Wes, his name is... Team Garrett. And he says, <laughs> Yes, I love it. Since Garrett has shunned his fans, I will be the new Garrett. I, Wes is my guy. I'm all <laughs> on board. Wes better, Wes better make me proud in this draft and this season. Like, if he comes in last, I can't handle that. So, Wes, I'm counting on you. Oh, he looks, he's coming in last. He's terrible. <laughs> what, what pick do you have? Uh, it's, I, it's randomly selected an hour before the draft, so I'm not sure. But here's the other part, too. I'm going to talk about it every episode. <laughs> I'm talking about it every episode. I'm going to give you an update on how the league that you declined to be in, how it's going. 
Well, I look forward to hearing the updates on that, and uh, I'm putting my full faith in Wes and Team Garrett. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. How high do I have to draft J.K. Dobbins in this league? Lamar's going first overall, probably. True. True. <laughs> he probably is going to go first overall. You better have to, yeah, J.K. better be, you know, second round in this league. Seriously. Seriously. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with you next week after a win. Oh, it's back. Yeah, that was good.